This is a conspiracy. That's what this is. One big damn conspiracy! And everyone's in on it! I know what's going on. Did IQs just drop sharply while I was away? person is smart. People are dumb, panicky, dangerous animals, and you know it. Did you see the memo about this? Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. Don't you see what this means? Welcome to episode 23 of your Missing the Point podcast, where we discuss the weird, the wonderful, and the damn right bizarre aspects of life, as we have conversations with people from all over the world. Today, I'm joined by the man behind We've Read the Documents, one of the most meticulous and driven researchers I've ever come across. A Christian Wells versed in the parapolitics, health, and conspiracy world, let us welcome John Brisson. Welcome, John. True. It's great to be here, brother. Thank you for taking the time. Um, I know it's a little bit later over where you are, but... Fresh early start for me, so let's get stuck into it. I now I do believe you've got some rather distressing information happening in the states in connection with the Covenant school shooting recently, the Presbyterian Church, and a lot of the conservatives around that area in the states. Yes, that is correct. So that was one thing that I've noticed um, from the uh, shooting or false flag. Uh, that happened here in the United States, uh, a co- covenant uh, presby- uh, Presbyterian school slash church um, that was being left out of the conversation because most things now gravitate towards are they are are they, are, are, are they complete one hundred percent falsehoods or or are they real and and as worse as they're propagated to be in the media, right? So any investigation of these so called events. Uh, within uh, uh, the alternative media or conspiracy researchers in general uh, is now uh, kind of um, pushed to either one of those uh, polarities, right? So the mainstream media, everything's above board, exactly how it's being uh, represented and reported in the Mockingbird media. Uh, And in in most alternative media mindsets, it's 100% fake and it's a show. Um, And so because of that, uh, some things get lost in 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 in, in the cracks of, of interesting um, points of uh, various events that have happened, right? Whether it's uh, SH, I'm not going to say it by name, or uh, the event at Boston, uh, for example. Uh, you know, other you know old time research research that used to be in the Columbine, for example. And there's even aspects of 9/11 of how much of it is real and how much of it is staged, right? And so, you know, that was kind of the beginning of this, okay, so everything is staged, kind of look at things. And and because of that, um, and I'm not saying that there aren't staged events. I'm not saying that there aren't false flags. I just try to take a balanced approach of it like my friend Jesse Spots does, that a certain amount of it is probably staged in grand theater, uh, but a certain amount of it is probably real too. Uh, And so that led me to something that was being – um, not talked about in in the the Covenant uh, school shooting was that I saw some granted 
from a you know um from my conservative christian beliefs would be like kind of like the antithesis because a lot of it was from uh kind of leftist progressive lgq uh you know t plus um bt plus type accounts uh that there was uh, the covenant had a strong background of molestation uh, that was occurring many years within the church. Um, and a lot of it was happening by um, this one guy uh, named uh, Perry, uh, John Perry, who turned out to be a very prolific author. Uh, has written many uh, uh, Christian uh, books, which uh, the Calvinist John MacArthur, for example, and with Mike Huckabee, who's a member of the Council for National Policy. So he's a very strong, uh, somewhat well-known. There was a big uh, Christian movie called The Vow uh, that John Perry helped uh, co-wrote. So he's 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 well-known in uh, evangelical Christianity. Okay. And so they they started giving some various allegations that you can go see in court documents and reports uh, that, that, that there are various allegations uh, brought out against him uh, to church members. And there were altercations broken out, uh, you know, between church members were getting upset uh, at the church that these allegations against Perry were being, uh, uh, you know, uh, levied and nothing was really being done about it at the church, um, supposedly, allegedly. Uh, and so, uh, you know, one of the things that I had sent you that was messaged in the core documents, that there are allegations that the reason why this fought, this this fight had brought out between church elders was because John Perry had a safe house where um, they were moving maybe people who are less fortunate, maybe uh, people who were being trafficked and under the guise of maybe trying to help them or, you know, from a Christian perspective, uh, you know, trying to take care of the downtrodden. But in reality, it was anything but, right? Or at least what was being reported, uh, that there were numerous allegations and instances, instances of possible uh, child molestation, alleged possible child trafficking uh, that, that Perry was involved in it that members of the church supposedly allegedly had covered up for many many years um and and so i started really digging in into looking at this and i was like okay you know this is is this something here is there something uh uh, truth to this is it is it substantiated and yeah you get a lot of the progressive um uh, news media were covering it throughout the years, like BuzzFeed, which has recently gone under, uh, you know, and so you got to take that bias that they I I interjected, just like you'd have to do with any conservative media, too. Uh, and, uh, you know, try to find out is what they're saying really true or not, or was it slander? And I mean, even the Daily Mail reported it was the Daily Mail's technically kind of right leaning uh, in a lot of ways. Um, and so they were reporting, you know, that the, you know, the Huckabee and, and Perry ties. And also Huckabee was also um, very close to the Duggars and they have the allegations, you know, Josh Duggar was co convicted, right, of, of being a pedophile. Um, and so it's kind of like, OK, so is Huckabee, you know, there's two people, you know, one convicted, one not right, where there's just allegations. But they they ran out of the statue of limitations, OK, where, where Tennessee couldn't, you know, the Nashville police in Tennessee couldn't do anything against Perry, allegedly, supposedly. Right. And so, um, you know, they're, so is this a, is this a modern day Franklin scandal? You know, that's what I, I, I thought maybe it possibly could be, because there were also allegations in a blog that I had found where it wasn't just covenant. It was a lot of churches in the Nashville area uh, that they, they, they were all involved in. And there was all one single lawyer. And I can get you his name. 
uh, that that they had all, all the churches had had, had including, including Covenant had used as a lawyer to kind of you know off put these allegations, right? You know, so the pastor that was currently at Covenant now was not the pastor uh, that was. Um, at the church at the time where all these allegations take place. Now, I remember he got forced out. Uh, and one of the quotes that I saw that he kind of uh, casted blame aside for is, oh, this is just something that me and the elders could have gotten together and discussed over like coffee or something and hashed it out, but we weren't able to do that, right? And I'm like, what, multiple allegations of child trafficking and and uh, and uh, molestation at your church is something that you could just hash out at Starbucks? Like, I don't know It sounds like it's, it's water for ducks back to these guys if they think they can just talk about it and brush it aside, doesn't it? Very much so, yeah. So that's the thing is, is I, you know, and, and, and then it, I, I kept trying to follow down leads of, okay, so like, so how, um, how connected is John Perry? You know, and, and, and you know, is he, is he a council for national policy member like Mike Huckabee is? And I wasn't able to confirm that. Um, but, you know, it does seem like that this blew up, supposedly, right? But then did anybody talk about it really in alternative media? Not that I saw. I didn't see a single person really even mention it, uh, you know, and it did like make the Daily Mail, which is OK. But when you go to how many people shared the article, for example, it's less it's less than a thousand, you know, so this literally went nowhere. So then again, so then why did it go nowhere was, you know, obviously when there's smoke, there's fire, right? There should be enough to be investigated here, right? But again, I saw nobody really talking about it, Drew. No, it was really interesting. Um, even in Australia, we had mainstream media talk about that there was scandals around um, pedophilia and child abuse within the church around the time of the shooting. And it seemed like the media was really trying to spin it in such a way that the shooting was a a reaction from a victim who had been molested as a child. They were ready to go down that route of a story um, to try and give it some kind of context. And then it just fizzled out. It kind of disappeared. It's almost wow. Because like in America bit... they weren't going that way. Yeah, wow. Really okay. So strange. in America they completely. So in America they completely buried it here. Except there was some alternative researchers on the left that kind of brought it forward first, right? Yeah. But you're telling me in Australia they were literally reporting on that angle, just like the Daily Mail's technically, mm-hmm. you know, the UK, right? That's and, right. But here in America that was not the case. It wasn't. It was buried from what i've seen now you know some of your listeners might say otherwise maybe cnn was covering it for all i know but i didn't see it yeah it's um like you said it's, it's australian media is very left-leaning and if you look at any media outlet anytime they talk about any church or any religious dom- denomination of um, christianity or the abrahamic religions they're very quick to point out that and this is from the left and the alphabet people that children are at greater risk from churches than they are anyone else and i think they're really going that direction with um, putting this shooter in the lens of they're the victim and they acted out according to what's happened to yeah. him. But it disappeared pretty much overnight as well. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Cause I saw, you know, a lot of, you know, people who are LGBT plus, you know, they, they would mention that, you know, they would, they would mention that. Uh, but it was mostly people with on, within Twitter that were mentioning it that were progressive or leftist. Um, but it wasn't very much here in the news media that I saw. They were kind of wrestling major, made, you know, majorly here from what I saw was we can't blame it on hell, the, the transgender shooter. Uh, we can only um, we can't discuss anything because we don't know what's in the manifesto and nothing to do with hell being transgender. 
It had to do probably with other issues. Uh, this wasn't a hate crime. This wasn't a crime targeted against Christians, you know. So that's what they seem to kind of play it down here. And they didn't really, really discuss that. I saw much at length uh, this if it is. If it is true, and it's kind of dead in the part where I tried to research it where I couldn't find much further after this, but if it's true, this was a secret right pedophile network very similar to what was happening in Franklin, um, you know, with more of the Boys Town Archdiocese side of thing, less with the Lawrence C. King side of things. Um, but it did appear, it does appear that that was the case. With, especially with Perry being, and this is something that's been going on for, for, for at least two decades that we know of, right? So, you know, I mean, and then again, they even floated within the news, was hell there at the time of the church this happened? Because we know that the, the current pastor supposedly, allegedly, was working with hell and trying to work back through past trauma that hell had, right? And so, again, that's speculation we don't really know um and it's gone cold since then but you know i i don't know that's what i try to do when i did my best to try to investigate this and there was a lot of dead ends which makes me think it's very there's something there when there's smoke there's fire right um and i guess maybe that i'm i guess this could be pure conspiracy speculation on my point but was the false flag and or shooting that occurred there was something from the secret right ring, if it did exist, was it about to be exposed to some degree and the event was to cover that up in some shape or form or to control the narrative or did they have to control the narrative afterwards, which is why it's taken so long for the manifesto to come out because the manifesto actually would have had you know, some allegations within it that they had to cut out completely, or is the manifesto a hundred complete hundred percent made up and written, you know, just by some sort of, you know, agency that put out, we don't know. I mean, we'll never know. As the thing about these events is you and I can speculate until the cows come home, but we'll never truly, truly know what happened in any of these events, which is a very sad and tragic thing, but it's true. Um, and so, you know, but we do know that, that Perry is suspect, we know that for sure, uh, and that John Perry should have been investigated and was not. And uh, I don't think it stopped. So I don't know if it is going to stop. You know, I, I don't know because of the shooting. If, if I mean, I would assume that the ring probably would close down if that was the you know, especially with too much eyes on it now per se. But you never know, and. And, and yes, sexual abuse does happen, obviously, um, and in many other places throughout society. Just look at the school system, for example. It's rampant there. Uh, you know, it, it's, yeah. a, it's a plague upon the fallen state of humanity. Yeah, any uh, system you know, where there's a, a hierarchy of control where these predators can go into and, and use that power over people that are weaker than them or people they can identify as victims and and take advantage of they are attracted to so of course you see it in things like scout trips you see it in schools you see it in churches politics judges it's everywhere where there's some kind of control structure in society these people seem to be gravitating towards yeah and even even if you go to the courthouse news article uh and it was i think it was published in 2013 when the davises talk about perry and the so-called lawsuit um that they had they said the church in and of itself covenant covenant presbyterian uh, was 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 cult like, was cult like, 
um, and that they had a safe house and stuff like that and everything. So, you know, it's, I, I have no, I have no, this is just clearly speculation on my part, but was there some sort of ritual satanic abuse occurring at, 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 at the church? When it comes to counts for national policy, I mean, we saw it in the Franklin scandal. Who knows? It's it's very interesting. The uh, the parallels between this whole story really got to me at the start because I naturally assumed that this school was a, a Catholic denominational school. Within Australia, the denominational schools you tend to say are Catholic or Anglican. The Presbyterian Church in Australia isn't very... It doesn't have a big presence in the community. Lots of people identify as Presbyterian. I call it Christian light or diet Christian because the majority of people that believe in God follow um, Jesus' teachings but don't actively attend church. And within the States, it looks like the Presbyterian movement's actually quite big and has a lot of physical places of worship. So this is it's, this threw me that something what a lot of Australians would define as small scale is quite large and also has a dark, seedy underbelly potentially, especially within that very area. Much, very much so, yes. I mean, I myself was raised in a Presbyterian church. Um, I became a New Ager after that for a while and then you know uh became born again actually and and now i i teach at a, a baptist school and attend a baptist church but uh yes presbyterianism as as a, a protestant a branch of the protestant religion primarily started uh concentrated within scotland which is part of my ethnicity um uh and uh you know propagated well here in the states uh we're starting to see kind of its rotten fruit too as well with um post-millennialism uh the, the idea that we've pretty much lived all of the Re- book of revelation and, and the events uh, prophesized in the bible the end times except for jesus second coming which is post-millennialism um and um uh christian nationalism uh seems to be uh coming uh together uh which the presbyterian uh, church uh being heavily calvinist uh seems to be propagating that very strongly uh which i am though i am a conservative um i am against uh christian nationalism uh because of uh again the the the, the biggest christian nationalist institution in the world is catholic ever um been a good thing in totality for society uh you know and so uh because of that uh drew that lose you oh sorry you're back there we go okay um so because of that i'm weary of christian christian nationalism uh which is where um you see the presbyterian church a lot you see it kind of yoking with the new apostolic reformation you see it yoking with the the reawaken america tours with clay clark and general flynn and stuff like that and everything the greater QAnon movement seems to be all coalescing in what they call the great awakening uh and so that's why it was interesting to see you know if if this is true about the ring in covenant and around the nashville area kind of kind of being so very close to the council for national policy and christian nationalism and evangelical christianity and kind of like that nexus it's very interesting to see that because i do think it's going to play a major role in shaping united states politics and parapolitics for at least the next decade or so 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 with all these these dark disgusting things that are potentially going on in the background where's this leading to ideally for these sickos what do you think they want to bring about like they're using 
they're using the idea of the, the the institution of churches and organized religion for their own purposes. Where do you think they want to go with this? Um, because I think ideally that they they don't want to do things behind closed doors. They want to. No, get I don't. I agree where... with you on that. They want it out in the open. But that's the question: is is if you have the Great Reset versus the Great Awakening, right? So it's going to lead to, um all of the world order and the sins of the old world order being laid bare to the world. Uh, and we're told in conspiracy uh, culture for many, many decades that this is supposed to be a good thing, right? That the world's going to become aware of things like the pedocracy, for example, they're going to come, uh, you know, aware of the crimes of, uh, of, of elite pedophilia uh, uh, throughout uh, the, you know, the world and it's going to be done away with, right? Well, you know, the changing of the guard doesn't necessarily happen like that. Like, I don't think any revolution has ever been for us. Right. You know, I think they've all been controlled or contrived in some fashion. Um, And so, you know, I think that the great reset to the phony great awakening, you know, they're going to use it to, I mean, they're, they're, that's why the pedophilia of the Catholic church is being laid bare. Uh, even the pedophilia somewhat in the Protestant churches will be laid bare too. And they're going to use that to uh, say, well, those were bad actors, uh, but we got to and it's not going to happen in every country around the world. The Great Awakening is going to take different forms depending on what country that you're in. OK, so for the United States, primarily, it seems like we've had a huge pendulum you know, swing or the, what they call the Overton window moving towards, you know, pushing libertinism, do what thou will, like Aleister Crowley type mentality. Uh, you know, you have a major pushing of, of the LGBQT plus movement to being more from acceptance to in your face, you know, being more brazen about everything, you know, especially with with the, the you know, the transgender uh, ideology that's being propagated right now, which you can easily tie to transhumanism in a lot of ways, right? You know, and so they're they're pushing that agenda to try to get people to 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 shift to what they call a Christian nation or Christian nationalism, but it's going to be phony, uh, and it's going to be a huge pendulum swing right. Um, and so, in doing so, um, I mean, you have like Tucker Carlson, for example, who's on TV, and he's like, "Oh well." Um, it's okay for homosexuals to be married. Don't, you know, don't be wrong. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. When Tucker Carlson himself claims to be a evangelical Protestant, but he wears a Kabbalah bracelet on his left arm, almost every appearance he gets. Right. And so, you know, so he's claiming to be a Christian. He's saying, Oh, you know, we're most evangelical Christians are going to be like, well, no, homosexuality is a sin, you know, according to God, you know, but, Oh, we, we, we don't worry about that anymore. Just care about the, 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 the you know the, the transgenders going after your kids don't even care about people who are adults that are taking the hormones and they're trans transitioning themselves too it's only about the kids it's only about the kids only worry about them see how they keep moving it and moving it so you accept more and more of it the right's doing it too they're not conserving anything not at all they're not conserving nothing all right that's why i call them the conservatives because they're con people okay and so they're moving it forward inch by inch you go oh don't worry about that worry about this now so eventually you know the gop the the the, the right whatever you want to call them the conservatives 
They're going to say, oh, don't worry about uh, uh, kids transitioning. Don't worry about that anymore. Worry about uh, people having sex with animals. And then eventually it's going to be, oh, don't worry about that. Just worry about people having sex with kids. And then it's eventually going to keep you know going and going. And I know that's a slippery slope fallacy, but I mean, we're seeing it in real time for the past two decades. So I don't know what to tell people. Yeah. All right. Like it's accelerating. So. <laughs> That Overton window's moved so far across that the conservatives of today are the progressives of twenty years ago. There's, yeah. there's no differentiation there, and it's it's like you said, it's almost at the point where we can see now it's very the pendulum is so far onto the left side that things are becoming really really silly, quite frankly. And you see the way that wrongly or rightly, the Catholic Church has become the whipping boy of the alphabet community. Everything that's wrong in the world, it's it's responsibility of the Catholic Church is mm-hmm. their fault. Mm-hmm. But when you speak about the high rates of um, child abuse and pedophilia within, say, the Orthodox um, uh, Church of Judaism, that skyrockets well above the percentage of what you see in the Catholic Church. You're not allowed Church. to talk about and that. You're not allowed to talk about the mikvah bath. No, you can't talk you, about no, any of that. So. No, you can't. Um, but like, yes, like you said, it's going so far up now to, it seems like from the mainstream perspective, the world's getting very, very progressive and the old way of conservatism is never coming, coming back. But as we know, that pendulum swing always comes back and you can see it. Average conversations of people down the street at a coffee shop, people are starting to get really ticked off with a lot of this stuff. And in a lot of ways, I think that's engineered in itself that they're going to yes. stir up the masses to a point to bring about the change that they inherently want themselves. Yes, I would agree with that. And we're seeing it now, brother against brother, sister against sister. And it's not, you know, Jesus dividing people. It's people dividing people over, I'm on red team and you're on blue team and I hate you because of it. And that's where we're at. And it's becoming more and more, the thing is, but then again, is it, but then again, like if you talk, if you if you see it out in the world, is it though? That's that's another question too, because on social media, which is weaponized, obviously, um, we see it. It's it's it's. But then again, is that just people's because of their an- anonymity and not looking at a person in the face? Are they able to, you know, the, the the worst of humanity is able to come out of people, right? I don't know if you could argue that too, uh, you know. But um, but it does again, you know, these conversations are being had nonetheless. You're right about this. And people are getting mad and, 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 you know, and there's, and there's, I mean, you had RFK Jr. come out, which I have my, my issues with RFK Jr. Like I have my, I don't trust anybody, uh, you know, and RFK Jr. Uh, has various connections to the Epstein nexus just as much as, as Trump does or, or the Clintons do, uh, you know, and I, I've categorized that in two streams of my channel. I could probably fill out five more for five, five more hours, uh, you know, and, 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 um, you know, and so, our, you know, RFK Jr. said recently, we need a revolution. We we but we need a we need a peaceful revolution, and I'm like, what when has that ever happened? Like like I please someone tell me when has that ever happened in at least recent, at least the past of few hundred years. Uh, you know I, I don't think I've ever seen a quote unquote peaceful revolution. So how does that happen, RFK? That's that's how I want to know. Uh, you know, and so that's what they're trying to push now. They're trying, at least here in America, I don't know how it is in Australia. Here in America, they're trying to push civil war and they're trying, and the CMP has been trying to push and they go back and forth. They blame Soros for it, that he wants to do it, but the Koch brothers and everybody in this, the right wanted to do it too. So they go back and forth between calling for a constitutional convention and a redone of the constitution and, 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 and kind of like whether America should break up into, you know, we the, the, the South and the, 
in the in the Midwest should go their way separate from you know the the Northeast and and, and the West. Okay, and, and, and but the thing is, is all the elite want that. They all want that to happen. Okay, and so they keep pointing fingers at each other. You want it to happen. No, you want it to happen. Let's be real here. They call constitutional convention to rewrite parts of the Constitution. Look, I mean, I'm no fan of the founding fathers. Okay, like a lot of them were de- were Masons and Illuminists and, and Deists, um, and, and I have some issues with the Constitution, which again the elite wiped their butt with the the, the Great Alanian Experiment, is known as the Constitution of the Bill of Rights, anyway. Okay, but at least the illusion of what freedoms it quote unquote gives us, I guess, matters somewhere. Okay, or maybe at one time it mattered more now than it does, and I'm just cynical in 2023. Who knows, Drew? Okay, but um. Them redoing it? No. Now, if you just enforced how it was, it wouldn't be a problem. Yeah, and I think like what you said about the potential balkanization of the United States, that in itself becomes a honeypot. Like you look at the way Florida is at the moment. Um, Florida, it seems to be the the mecca for the MAGA Republic or Republicans who want to want to go there because they want what they see America as. You're isolating yourself and everyone who thinks like you to one place. And if America were to say balkanize into um, eastern states, western states, middle states that became their own sovereign nations, you're creating those honeypots where, if say a outside force or an internal force wanted to get rid of a certain group or demographic yeah. of people, they're all in one place. They're easily dealt with. So let me ask you about this then. I'm not a fan of Ron DeSantis, especially when he went over Israel. And I read this, I get the specific bill that that he signed over in Israel that was brought up in the Florida uh, House and Senate, state Senate. I can't remember exact bill number it was, but I read the bill. And in some of the bill, obviously, and this is how the, 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 the um, I literally saw the news media do this on both sides. Okay. They would go, well, you read the bill, it, it bans stuff that's, our, okay, what's, okay. I won't say it's already stuff is already illegal, some of it, but it, it makes it a it makes it a low a, a lesser degree felony. Okay, so maybe it was a misdemeanor beforehand. So it's like okay, you can't you can't take a projector and project things on private property. Okay, so I can't take a projector to my neighbor's house, for example, from my house and from my lawn and project anything I want onto his wall. Okay, I get that. You know, you shouldn't be able to project onto private property anything. Okay. Like I entered, that's already illegal. Okay. So they were like, okay, so that's what we did. But when you read the bill, and, and that's what they'll say. The first thing is you can't project anything onto someone else's property, private property. Okay. I, that's illegal anyway. I, 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 that's not breaking the First Amendment. I understand that. Okay. And then the, so the second one, they go, you can't hand out leaflets at a, at a public university that are, that are considered hate speech. That violates speech. the First Amendment. I, I, I can, and on a public public university, not private, public university that paid tax dollars, I can hand out whatever I want to. Now that doesn't mean that I won't face the public consequences for what I hand out if it's if it's quote unquote deemed offensive. Okay, but the government can't arrest me and charge me with a low grade felony for what I hand out. Okay, at a public university. Okay, so the, and then in the third one, because they always somehow manage to, to to sandwich it in, right? Third one is you can't desecrate tombstones with hate speech. Of course you can. That's the def- that's that's defacing and defiling private property. 
you can't even do that anyway already to begin with. So now, so now they horseshoe the middle one in, which is protected under the First Amendment. Okay, and the other two, you can't even already do those things; are already illegal. But I guess now they're 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 lesser felonies when earlier earlier they were misdemeanors. Okay, and I'm I'm sitting here. So if you read the bill, that's all it is. Is a lot of it is stuff that's already illegal, but they peppered in things that aren't. Like you can't have a bullhorn on public property and shout anything that's considered hate speech and a bullhorn because you're assaulting somebody. That's in the bill. You can't hang. I can understand you could argue hanging hanging a banner on a freeway, whether or not that might be dangerous, even though it's public property. I understand that. Okay. But they were but they were still saying you can't do that. Okay. And I and I think that should be argued of whether or not that's permissible or not, because the right of ways are public property. Okay. But they were saying you can't stand on a public right of way and hold up something or have a bullhorn that they consider to be hate speech. So what do they like okay, so you expect this bill in California, right? You would expect this bill in Canada, right? But Florida, where Ron DeSantis is supposed to be a major conservative, and he signs this bill in Israel? Come on, Drew. Come <laughs> very, on. That's not free suspect. speech. That's not. That's not. Very, yeah. That's not. That's not America. That's not conservative. It's, you it's know, all, at least modern day conservatism. If you were to speculate with your little with a conspiracy um, mindset, you would say that they're almost setting up the system and the mechanism so that that potentially another party could come in and exploit those. Yeah, those systems they put in place. So what's hate speech? Exactly. Um, what's defined as hate speech? I unfortunately, I live in a country with a very loose constitution where we have an implied freedom of speech, but states dictate that hate speech exists, and it's up to the government of the time to decide what hate speech is. And of course, it flows, it ebbs and flows as to what party's in control. So, like, like your examples, um, if I was to say something in public. Not only would I have public pushback about what I've said, like people can take offense to it, that's fine. People can determine if it's hateful or not. But then the government steps in at the same time and can find me and imprison me for said hate speech. Well, here in America, supposedly, allegedly, the First Amendment prevents that from happening. Um, supposedly, allegedly. But then again, House Bill 269 in Florida, which DeSantis just signed in Israel. On the other hand, if you're in Florida, well, it doesn't. And I think, of course, when it goes to the Supreme Court of the United States of America, which I believe it will be, it probably will be struck down uh, because I don't see how in the world this does not happen. Okay, Um, but, you know, and so, again, I understand, you know, consequences for one's actions. Okay, like I'm not saying you don't reap what you sow. Okay, but like the government, at least here in America, the way the First Amendment is set up, you know, within a public, you know, venue, that's why we have some of the hardest slander and defamation laws as far as being able to prove a person's culpability of slander and defamation compared to the rest of the world. Where in Japan, I can say something true about you, and if it hurts you based off of their slander and defamation laws, if it hurts your ability to make money or to be able to pay bills or to help your family, even if it's true, even if I stated the truth, for example, let's say that I stated that you know uh, so-and-so was you know arrested and convicted uh, for murder, okay, first degree murder. It's public knowledge. You can go there, look at it, or whatever. It's there, okay. I can still be sued for slander and defamation because it hurt the person's ability since they're out of prison to make money, 
Okay. And so, but see, in America, it's not like that. You know, you have to, you have to prove multiple things to be able to be able to effectively sue for slander and defamation. And I think that's how it should be. You know, I obviously don't go around and slander people as much as you possibly can, right? And defame people as much, you know, it's, 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 it's horrible. It's wicked. I'm not saying it's not, but, you know, the, to be able to have a freedom of the press, there has to be a, a, a relative line. You know, and at least in America, they give the illusion that the line exists. We know they don't. We know that they they assassinate journalists like a Gary Webb, for example, uh, you know, two shots to the back of the head. Right. You know, and so it, it happens, you know, once. But, but at least you have the illusion of free speech. We're in Australia and Canada, you know, and in the United Kingdom, there is no illusion. They straight up, you know, you break it. You you're you're in jail or you have to pay a substantial fine, uh, you know, for for hate speech. And so if you say I boycott Israel for how they treat the Palestinians. Well, in Florida, I could be arrested and charged right now just for saying that on a on a, a public university uh, and, uh, ha, you know, face a, a minor felony. It's absolutely ridiculous. Speaking of DeSantis, our, our man on topic at the moment, what he uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. He has a dual citizenship with Israel, correct? It's iffy, like they say, how many politicians in the United States truly have dual citizenship. So possibly with DeSantis, but the, but then again, it's like it's not concrete. We really don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. We but, do know he has an allegiance to Israel. That's for he sure. He definitely does. Definitely. Um, uh, and just by signing this bill... And we know he's he's very much involved with Habad Lubavitch, the ultra orthodox, uh, racist um, Israeli, you know, um, uh, Jewish uh, cult. Um, and so, I mean, it, DeSantis selling, you know, signing this bill in Israel doesn't shouldn't surprise anybody. I mean, when you have Laura Loomer. Who I know is a bad actor, okay, and she's calling him out for this. Now, granted, it's to, to boost Trump, and Trump has his own allegiance to Habad, okay. But I mean, it doesn't surprise anybody. You know, these people are not for America. Okay, let me ask you this: Is it that? And I don't know. I don't know too much about Australian politics. Pardon my ignorance, but is it that overt over there too as well? Uh, as in, like how it is here in the states. Like, do you are your major politicians going over to Israel, or are they at the uh, Wailing Wall, or you? The, is it, or, ours are more connected to China, like dramatically okay. connected to China. Um, we we have a state premier who's won three terms in a row. He's getting a big bronze statue because he's the longest serving premier. He signed the Belt and Road Initiative with China. Oof, okay. just been to China again. Um, multiple state premiers have been to China. One state premier, in fact, said he wanted to hold uh, the Australian um, state pa- state and federal parliament in China to boost the trade with China. So he wanted all oh, state fuck. premiers and our prime minister to hold our, our discussions and our panels in China for one time only. It's uh, very concerning. Ours isn't so much uh, Israel-focused as it is China and the East. But they're all part of the Belt and Road Initiative. They are, anyway. Life. Yeah, so I mean, I guess well, you get it one way or another, right? That's you right. Know? So I mean, I, 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 I don't know. Um, your, your, uh, your, your previous prime minister, what was his name? Scott Morrison. 
Morrison, yes. Morrison has some interesting ties to the whole The Great Awakening, QAnon. At least they tried to paint it that way in the media, but it did look like to be true. Um, kind of a, a relationship with the kind of like the Council for National Policy. Uh, next is just like Tony Blair was for the United Kingdom back in the day, and so was um, uh, the Canadian Prime Minister uh, during. Do you remember the? I know this is a separate country, obviously, but the Canadian Prime Minister uh, during um, the Gulf, uh, the, the the War on Terror. Oh, I can't oh, recall. It was a previous Conservatives before um, Trudeau got in, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yes. Uh, he was very much in line with the Council for National Policy as well, too. And I cannot, uh, which with Trudeau, it was, they're all, I mean, they're all bad. Let's be real here. Um, but I, I'm trying to remember who, Stephen Harper. That's it. Uh, so he was very much within that CMP nexus as well, too, uh, that they said Morrison was. Um, and so, um, you know, and so, again, you know, I'm pretty sure my issues with conservatives they put in power would be very similar to yours in that they talk a huge game, but in reality, they do nothing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, (laughs) Our conservatives tend to sit back and then kowtow to what left-wing ideals are to try and secure inner-city votes without sticking to what their conservative values are. That's a problem in our country, and I think it's probably similar in a lot of other places around the world. Yeah, I think it's probably pretty much similar to ours that the Republicans never do anything when they get into power of what their constituents want them to do. Now, granted, I've heard progressives say the same thing about the Democratic Party to some degree, and I understand that. Uh, you know, um, but you know, I will say as a conservative, anytime there's a conservative president that gets in power, they never. I mean, I mean, look at Trump. I mean, look at Trump. <laughs> I mean, look at Trump. You know, uh, ma- major supporter of LGBT. And plus, I mean, it came out last week. That he was one of he was he allowed a transgender contestant in the early 2010s, the first one ever to be in the Miss Universe pageant. He he allowed that, you know. And then you had um, Donald Trump, John Trump Jr. telling uh, a conservatives and Christians not to boycott Bud Light, though Christians should be consuming alcohol in mass quantities, but um, but uh, because of, uh, because they they uh, donate to conservative causes. But yet they were boycotting them over Dylan Mulvaney, which I believe is a complete actor, complete actor um, who makes, I mean, he has to hate women. I mean, there's no other explanation for the act that he puts on, right? It's just pure detaste for women, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, I, I mean, what are the conservatives conserving? That's what I always say. I mean, they're championing Blair White, uh, 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 the, 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 um, what was her name? Miss MAGA, the other MAGA transsexual, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and they're in their front and center. Right. You have yeah, uh, Stephen Crowder try to put a dress on any chance he gets. Right. It's, now like it's, Stein. it's like what you alluded to earlier on where, oh, no, it's OK. We can accept these people. That's OK. They're fine. But they're, because they're our ones, then they're on the red team. They're yeah. not on the blue team. So they're our ones. And then it's just like, unfortunately, a slippery slope analogy. It becomes more accepting of other things. What's the biggest issue I've seen with Trump is, and like you said, he wasn't conserving anything. America is completely built around the right to bear arms. The, the whole rate, the way the United yep. States came into being was around that. And some of the biggest gun reforms happened under Trump's watch. He made it happen. Now, do you think that happened because he was a conservative and so people weren't looking? Because every time Obama would yell about gun grabbing, which never came to fruition, right? Gun sales shot up. Ammunition sales shot up. It was almost like he was in bed 
with you know the the, the gun and ammo manufacturers okay but when trump was in office about banning bump stocks about he trump was adamant about getting red flag gun laws in i mean ad, i mean i had streams where he was trying to work with uh the health uh version of darpa it was like iarpa and the intelligence version of harpa he he was literally trying to work on trying to get a red flag gun laws in place to take your guns through the federal government and um, military industrial complex research through IARPA and through HARPA of trying to get it in place. And I have to look up the name of it, but you know, if you pretty much, if you failed any type of psychological evaluation, let's just say you're just depressed. Let's say like in my case, your son passes away, right? And you've been depressed for a few months, you know, well, you get you get your gun taken away from that, right? Because you're at a risk, right? When it's normal to be depressed after someone's passed away for a few months, right? You know, to a certain degree, you know, but it was a blanket, you know, he was he was hook, line, and sinker on that. Like he was one of the main pushers for red flag gun laws, you know, and people should lose their um, you know, right to bear arms if let's say they uh got popped for possession and usage of marijuana, for example. Uh, you know, they could they could use it for whatever seems fit, especially with Biden in office. Uh, you know, and so I know people would say that's a poor argument, but when have they not done that? Drew, I mean, I, I don't know when they have haven't you you know, so I mean, but he was an advocate for the stripping of guns. He, I mean, he got stuff passed that if 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 Obama or Biden was in power, you would be, the conservatives would be yapping about it twenty four seven. Exactly. From the outside looking in, people kicked up more of a stink when it was Obama and previous Democratic presidents trying to make change than they did when it was Trump. It's like they had the blinkers on the blinders. It's that groupthink mentality. If you're ever in a political mindset or in group, I think it's very easily to. You don't have a form of discernment. It's either your group or it's not. And your group can start making choices and decisions that generally would go against what the traditional basis of that group would be. And people just go with it because they don't want to be in the out. It's like they can't have yeah. two different ideas in their mind at the same time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which I mean, to bring it up, it was called the safe home it stands for stopping aberrant fatal events by helping overcome mental extremes. And it was literally a way for your Google Echo or Siri or your Apple device or whatever to listen in and constantly monitor you. And if you let's say you got in an argument with your wife or significant other, you know, and let's say it wasn't very heated, but you at least, you know, raised your voice or whatever, that would be enough. If, you know, we report back to the local law enforcement agency for them to come out and check on you and possibly even take away your guns because you're a threat. Okay. And this was done by the Bob and Susan Wright foundation. And they were proposing this to the Trump administration through, harpa which was the health division of darpa and darpa is defense um uh advanced research projects agency within inside the federal government okay and so um this is the health version of it okay and so again that's red flag gun laws take it to the extreme where they're literally listening to you on your phone and let's say you had an argument with your friend let's say you had an argument with your significant other oh no all of a sudden they're knocking on your door to come get your guns because you're a threat and in reality it has nothing to do with the argument it's because you know you uh you know talk about dissonant government things on your social media uh you know i mean and trump was looking and now it never came to fruition that we know of but trump was heavily looking into it and the rights were big financiers 
on the right, consider ourselves to be conservatives, CMP, uh, uh, you know, that were financing Trump. Uh, you know, and so yes, it's never happened, but that doesn't mean it's not going to happen in the future. So. Exactly. I think Australia's always been the canary in the coal mine when it comes to gun reform for what they want to achieve in the United States. Everything you've just mentioned, except the constant surveillance via um, Siri and Google and those types of things, those exist within our gun laws in Australia. If I were to have, say, a an argument with my wife and the neighbours called the police because we were shouting and yelling at each other. The police would instantly look my name up, say that I have registered firearms, and they'd knock on my door and they'd possess, they'd repossess my firearms. Um, when it comes to re-registering um, my licence to have said firearms, it has a list on there. It says, have you experienced any of these feelings over the past 12 months or three years? Depression, anxiety, um, uneasy thoughts things that they but who tick, hasn't what, though but, if, but, if you tick, hasn't? but if you tick them your firearms are taken away from you and it's near impossible to get them back in australia so you mean you know the time where i've gone through hard times in my wife very briefly let's say a friend has been sick in the hospital for mm-hmm. a few weeks and had a close scare or something and i'm a little sad and depressed about that but i turned around afterwards fairly you know I, you know, any having any feelings at all, being a human being, mm-hmm. you know, if you're not, if they can't shuffle you quickly on SSRI and anti-anxiety medications, uh, you know, if they can't do that quick enough, then uh, we're going to, you know, we'll, we'll take your guns anyway, you know, and it's like, that's, I mean, it's just, <sighs> if people can't see that the right left political paradigm, I'm not talking about a person's individual political ideologies you know i'm a conservative i'm a christian i'm very morally right there's some things that you consider i'm progressive on for example you know i'm very anti-war which somehow i guess is either conservative or progressive depending on what decade it is i guess i have no idea uh you know i i believe that there shouldn't be quote-unquote billionaires you know but i'm not a communist either i think there's i don't know there's some sort of populist uh, Huey Long, maybe possibility, some compromise that could be, I, I'm against crony capitalism, but I'm against, but I do believe capitalism should be a thing too at the same time. Uh, you know, so, you know, and, but again, all, when we're, we're discussing all these things, Drew, and I'm pretty sure where you will, well, you, you would agree with this too. A lot of it is just, you know, just discussing and mental gymnastics and try not to be crude, but mental masturbation, you know, like will these things ever come to fruition of my perfect view of the world versus your perfect view of the world? And the answer to that question is no, uh, you know, and it's sad, but it's, it is what it is, uh, you know? And, and so it's, it's, yeah. until God returns, you know, as my belief as a Christian, until Jesus comes back, there is not, there's not going to be any fixing this, you know, and how many times have people, let us down, you know, in, in major ways. I voted for Trump in 2016, and I deeply regret it. Now, I did not vote for him in 2020, nor will I vote for him in 2024, even though I believe he's going to be president again. Uh, you know, and I don't think he's for us. I don't think he represents conservatism in the slightest bit. I don't think he's a Christian. I don't think he represents Christianity. Uh, and I, 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 you know, I think he's abhorrent. You know, and, and people will say, "Well, that means you like Biden." No, I despise Biden just as much. Maybe slightly less, uh, just because because I have kind of like some ill feelings towards Trump for voting for him in the first place and falling for it, you know. But I do despise them both, you know, and and I pray for both of them, you know. And 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 the thing is, is again, not not everything every president or world leader does is bad per se. Not every single thing. Same for Trump and Biden. But overall, they're net negatives to people and to society as a whole. 
uh, because there are no godly leaders, at least anymore. Last time I can't even think of a single one, uh, you know, so it, 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 I, I think Biden, I want to I get your opinion on this. Do you think Biden is an ineptability in the United States is to usher someone like Trump back in because Biden is, for all intents and purposes, one of the worst presidents, one of the most incompetent presidents because he's not there? And the people around him are, are doing you know, the policy with Biden, obviously. It's not him, but the presentation that Biden has to the world – it's just it, it's by design to be that bad, right? Like it's, it, it it's, has to be. You look at Biden, and on medical grounds, he should be removed from power. He's he's the motor's running, but no one's behind the wheel at the best of times for Biden. And I think a lot of people early on thought, "Oh, this is going to be the mechanism for Camilla Harris to come in and take over." But she's just as bad. She gets up on the yeah. stage and she gaggles and laughs like a hyena, has no idea what the hell she's talking about. It's very possible there could be a, a, a way to bring. Trump back and it kind of circulates back to a question I wanted to ask you, but you've already stated you think Trump will be back in anyway. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that I think Trump's done a lot of damage to the conservative movement with the Q stuff and um, Operation Warp Speed, the gun reform type things he tried to pull in. I think a lot of people have wised up to it. I don't know if it's enough to change the voting over there, but I have a feeling it's going to be a DeSantis Kennedy presidential race see i disagree with you only that and i'd be interesting if that's the case okay now if that's the case and we're I come you know we're talking to you know you're later and it, that's the case and i'm like and we have either desantis or kennedy as president or whatever i'll be like i was wrong okay i was wrong you're right i was wrong you know we all sometimes get stuck in our own beliefs and neither one of us are stuck to hopium there's a lot of people lost still taking hopium to this day you know but but i i i, I think I think it's going to be Trump. I wouldn't be surprised somehow. I, okay, so the way I, I, I think it can go down multiple ways, and this is just speculation. Okay, this is all this is just speculation. Kennedy could be assassinated. Mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton is still, I think, is still going to get in there somehow. Before she dies, she has to throw her hat in a <laughs> ring again. Okay. Um, I think it's probably going to be Clinton versus Trump, too. That's my belief. Uh, it could still be Clinton versus it could be uh Biden versus Trump too. I don't I think DeSantis is a non-starter. I really think he's the Ted Cruz of 2016. I really do. I think that the CMP they're trying to flush out the bad actors that might throw their weight behind DeSantis to get rid of them, to purge them, just like they purged them from Ted Cruz, the people that got behind. Now, some people like Glenn Beck, Cheeto Face. Never Trumper. <laughs> he broke ranks in the CMP, and he was like, I'm going to be Trump forever, and he's still Trump forever to this day. Okay, and So that's that weird Mormon mafia, you know, Jewish connections that Matthew North, you know, had brought out. You know, it was tragic about Matthew taking his own life, uh, you know, but that was one of the things that he had uh, he had he had uh, really harped on and really brought to light. Right. So, the you know, the Mormons working hand in glove with the Zionist old world order, uh, you know, so I. I you know, I, 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 could it be Kennedy versus DeSantis? I mean, maybe I'm not ruling it out. I'm not, I'm not ruling it out at all. I just, Bannon brought Kennedy in as a chaos candidate to help Trump. DeSantis, Trump is still way more. I mean, I don't know. I would say in America, Trump is very well liked. There's only a few conservatives such as myself that are like, 
No. Yeah, I think there's a lot of that hope around vote Trump again. still. There's a lot of hopium around Trump still. But he, he's, and the thing is, is, did you see where Peter Navarro today came out and said, I have, I have emails, I have everything laid out. Trump was deceived by Gates and Fauci and Moderna and Pfizer to that the mRNA vaccine was safe. If the CMP and and and, and if the CMP and Navar- Navarro's remember the CMP, if they run that play where Trump does because Trump is one of the most arrogant, vainglorious people that's ever existed on the face of this earth, okay. If he he if he doesn't have to say I was wrong and just say they fooled me, it's their fault. That's how you get out of Operation Warp Speed, right then and there. Most people will say he's being so persecuted right now. It makes sense. <laughs> Tucker Carlson gets behind it, they'll forget about it. Alex Jones gets behind it, they'll forget about it. They'll forgive him instantly for it. Doesn't matter. And we know that one of the biggest drivers between uh, Operation Warp Speed is, which is not talk about, is one, Jared Kushner's involvement with Operation Warp Speed, where all the uh, military, as far as the uh, informational sec, had to speak to Kushner. Okay, that was who's head of that in Operation Warp Speed. And uh, Peter Thiel's involvement through Operation Tiberius Kirk, which still goes on to this day, of the monitoring of anybody who gets the vaccines in the United States and the United Kingdom, and anybody who tests positive for COVID in a clinical setting, all their past, present, and future medical history for 10 years goes into and it's so, so supposedly anonymized and goes into these Palantir databases. Okay. So that's still going on, still going on to this day. And so, you know, I, I think that's probably what's going to happen is, 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 you know, there was a lot of support given to Trump. And I want to ask you, how has it been reported over there in Australia? Okay. Cause there's a lot of when Trump supposedly got falsely persecuted. For Alvin Bragg and, and, and the, you know, the Stormy Daniels counts and everything and what's happening to to Georgia and Carol lawsuit and everything, they're making Trump out to be a martyr. So DeSantis, if you look at the polls, and I don't believe any polls really legit at a national level like that, but at least the narrative that they want to build is, is Trump's going up, DeSantis is going way down. Okay, I don't see that changing the more Trump gets quote-unquote persecuted. Okay, it's like a peaching a president. It always makes their numbers go up, not down. Uh, you know, so I just don't. I just don't see Trump. I just don't. I don't. I don't know how. DeSantis is a non-starter in my opinion at this point. Like he, I don't I just don't see how. You know, unless Trump dies, which I just don't see that happening. Uh, you know, so how do you? Okay, so two questions. One, how do you see it being DeSantis versus Kennedy? If you convince me, I'm open to it. All right, and second. How does Australia in general look at Trump? Uh, and how do they look at Scott Morrison too, since he's gone? Like, how do how do they look at all of that? Okay, the country absolutely, aside from conservatives, which are a very small number in our nation now, Australia absolutely hates Scott Morrison. They blame him for everything that's happened to our economy. Uh, our economy's nose diving at the moment. The social housing issues, all Scott Morrison's fault. The current government's just blaming him everywhere. Trump is in the same light. Trump is the all the issues that's wrong with America at the moment. Everything is Trump's fault. Trump is the bad man. Orange man bad analogy is just what our media puts out about Trump. The interesting is they put DeSantis as a as a homophobic bigot that has this little breakaway nation of of Florida, but he's the more 
thoughtful person, the more... So he's the Pence. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's he's presented as the one who conservatives should vote for, not Trump. But like you said, every time they go after Trump, it puts his stock up in the community. People would just gravitate towards him towards him more because they're they're actively after him. It's a it's a situation where I think that a dark horse could be what happens if Tucker Carlson runs as VP with Oof. Trump. Oof. Now I heard now Trump recently he made okay this is this is this is getting good. This is a good conversation. All right. Because recently I heard Trump make a statement that he wants a woman as his vice president of someone who is loyal to him. Now that makes me immediately think Marjorie Taylor Greene. Mm-hmm. Now I've gone back and forth. I thought it was Matt Gates. You could use that against DeSantis, even though Trump is technically running from Florida, I guess, and not New York. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I look at who Trump's vice president is going to be. It's going to be Marjorie Taylor Greene, which would be crazy if it's Marjorie. Ta- I mean, Marjorie Taylor Greene's insane. Woman's nuts. All right. And so, like, it could be her. It could be, you know, crazy as it sounds, it could be Pence again. Because they had this weird thing where they're like, you know, Pence is going around, you know, being like, you know, will Trump try to get this insurrection mob to have me killed? Right. That's the narrative they put in play. Right. But Trump and Pence have been doing fundraisers together, and they even spoke together. They had back-to-back speeches at the last um, Mooney Unification Church, you know, peace conference. You know, where like literally, th- this was like a year or so ago, like when they were supposedly really hated each other, right? But Pence leaves the podium, and Trump walks up to the podium to give the speech, right? And they like shake each other's hands when they pass each other. They're buddy buddy. You know, and then and then there's a recent I, I posted on my Twitter. There's a recent uh, fundraiser, CMP fundraiser. I think it was either Kentucky or Tennessee, where, where where Pence had the second speech and Trump had the first. So it's like, well, the media tells me they hate each other because Trump wanted Pence killed and hanged, but that's not what I see. So again, to get the evangelical Christians back on, do, do, does he choose Pence? I don't know. Does he choose Kennedy? That would be crazy if it's a Trump Kennedy ticket. Okay. I I don't I don't I mean imagine if we got Trump versus Hillary too, because Kennedy got assassinated. And if Trump is on stage and we have that locker up moment where she's like, Well, you should have locked me up, Trump. And Trump's like, Yeah, I should have, but this time I will because you took you also assassinated JFK Jr. to keep him <laughs> from getting that Senate seat. You know? Like if like I know that sounds itself. far-fetched, but I mean, it's imagine if that when it comes to American I, politics. I mean, yeah. <laughs> American I mean, politics is the circus, and you guys have got the front row. <laughs> hey, it, trust me, if I was writing for the Illuminati and the elite and stuff like that, I'd be trying to push it as far as I could possibly make it to go. Because <laughs> it'd be just like WWE, me, me, you know, watching wrestling as I grew up, Drew. You know, and, I mean, but that's what it is. That's what Americans, that's what Americans love. You know, that's what we like crave is that's why the 2016 psychographical and psychological and spiritual warfare for Cambridge Analytica worked so well for us was because we love that knockdown, dragged out cage match. And they like to think that American politics has never been that way. It's always been that way. It was never parliamentary rules in the United Kingdom. You know, it's always been how much can I crush and destroy my opponent through, um, 
you know, dirty dossiers and dirty reporting and mudslinging and stuff like that and everything. It's always been that way here, you know? And so we love it. We're addicted to it. That's how our media is. You know, I don't know how things have been over there in Australia, if it's very similar like that too, but here in the United States, I mean, it is very much like that. And it has always been, you know, we've always, uh, you know, loved it, you know, and so that's why Trump was able to capitalize so much. Even I think Trump was more selected and elected than all presidents or maybe they just give us, you know, two choices for candidates and whoever, you know, they, they actually do slug it out and whoever wins, you know, the elite are like, good job, you know, maybe, maybe that, I don't know, who knows, maybe it's like trading places in the bet. I have no idea, but, but so, I mean, what do you think? Like, it, how is it over there? I mean, I wish I knew more about Australia. I know more about a little bit about more about Canada, just because it's on you know the border, and I have Canadian friends. And I have Australian friends too, but most of the time, my, my Australian friends like they finally make it so I can fly over there without having a COVID vaccine, <laughs> you know. And I'm like, yeah, I think May. I think it's like the middle of May, May 15th, somewhere around there is when you finally can, you know. He's like, you're the last person in the last country in the world that's you know one of the last countries in the world that took it down. You know, he's always yelling at me about that and stuff like that and everything. <laughs> so you know, at least you guys were more free than you know the lockdowns are happening over there in australia were crazy compared to the ones here in the united states okay or at least for what was in the media i don't know how true that is you know yeah, my friend was, was telling me it was pretty true like that so I, i'm in the the former state of victoria now known as danistan which our little dictator dan <laughs> andrews he, he, he locked us down for the longest time in the most harsh and oppressive ways but like you were saying um australia compared to america because we've got that parliamentary system they try to keep it very nice and cordial. Like they can say things about each other and then they're very quick to backpedal and remove it from the record and apologize and make public statements about their, they're sorry about it. But now we're getting this influence of American politics thrust into Australia. where We're getting a whole heap of minor parties coming up like the Australia first party, one nation party. And they're very much Trump-esque in the way they approach things. They go out, they sling mud, they call names, they point out things obvious things things that every average australian thinks of but is too scared to say they're saying it and the main parties our left and right are trying to distance themselves from that saying that's extreme right and we have to try and flush that out of the political system because there's too much americanization happening within our our political sphere hmm. are they calling out australian connections to china uh, no, not at all. That's fine. It's the the current socialist government that's in control of the majority of the country now. That's interesting. That, they're that's not okay. going that far, but but then again, I guess we really don't expect them to. No, uh, you know, uh, I mean, we're seeing it here in the United States, and I mean, at least as conservatives will call out Biden's connections to China, but they won't connect. They won't call out their own CMP's connections to China and Taiwan for decades. Uh, you know, so they're trying to hide that part, you know, that Trump has various connections to Russia and China. And they don't want people to know that, you know, so, I mean, it, it makes sense. I mean, a lot of politics is just theater. And when you dive into parapolitics, you do get a little bit of better idea of what's going on, but even then it's still muddy. Drew, we really truly don't know. Uh, you know, which is sad. I mean, you know, I mean, most of us, even, you know, even us researchers, we are missing the point, you know, because at the end of the day, even 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 the best of us, um, a lot of it's just taking shots in the dark with the best amount of information that you have. And, you know, and, and, and yeah, we're probably doing better than the mainstream media, but Mockingbird media, but by how much, uh, you know, and I think. 
the internet did a lot to really make accelerate that. And there's so much disinformation and misinformation out there. And most of it's propagated by people on the right or the left that it's, it's not a purpose. It's just, it's out there. And so they, they kind of uh, glom to it because it fits their ideologies and their worldviews. Uh, you know, and I'm not talking about the, the elite talking heads like Tucker Carlson or Rachel Maddow, even though we wouldn't have Rachel Maddow without Tucker Carlson, uh, you know, and so, but um, they're, they're two sides of the same coin. I mean, Tucker flunked out of cia just like anderson cooper anderson vanderbilt flunked out of the cia you know uh, but i'm talking about the average person you know all of us on on you know twitter or on social media you know we, we but the, what makes us different i think is one we're not doing it on purpose we're not we're not you know and two hopefully if we do peddle something that's incorrect and we find information contrary to otherwise we, we we apologize we try to correct the record to the best of our ability um, which, you know, it's sad. A lot of, you don't see that in the media anymore, if it ever really was a thing, uh, you know, and I, I don't think we're ever, because the media went from at least every now and then reporting the news. It's now, I don't know how it is in Australia, but here in America, it's, it's, it's literally 99.5% opinion, 0.5% news. Literally, that's all any, 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 any news media is at this point, right or the left, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Very little facts. And I don't know what, why it's, but very little. Yeah. I don't know what, I don't know what percentage it was, you know, Back in the olden days, but I'm pretty sure it was higher. At least the illusion of it was higher. Um, but that's not the case now. And so I think it's only going to continue to get worse. I don't think it's going to get any better, especially since we enter the 2024 election cycle coming up here in America. Everything is ramping back up. And it is ramping back up to crazy levels. And I feel bad for you know, I feel bad for my Australian friends and my friends, you know, in different parts of the world because they're 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 getting blasted with it, they're getting hit by it, um, you know, and and you know, America is at least until the <sighs> New World Order, B system, BRICS nations, Belt and Road, whatever you want to call it, comes to fruition. We have the illusion that we're the world's police, even though Israel's behind us you know, puppeteering at all, but that's going to be lost. And when that's lost, it's going to hurt a lot of Western civilizations that are going to go down with America. And Australia is sadly one of them. And Australia is going to be flushed down the toilet too, uh, with Canada, with Britain, with a lot of European nations. Um, we're going to, they're going to be pulled down into a second and third world type economic system. Um, I hope I'm wrong, but it's the way it looks like it's going. Do you see it similar to that, or do you think I'm mistaken in that? That's the impression I get. I get it's almost like switching to – we're switching positions. The, the first world will become the third world, and the third world nations, they'll have economic prosperity for the longest time. It's that for, for fourth-turning idea that's a change of empires kind of happening, and China is going to be a massive influence behind that. I think – uh, looking at Southeast Asia, looking at Africa, those are going to be the booming economies of the future. Um, and we're going to be in economic turmoil, just like you said. And I think things that are happening at the moment are trying to put that in place. Like even the way that what we're doing right now with uh, with things like the Restrict Act, which are trying to get put through, bills in Australia about uh, misinformation and disinformation, I think all those things are happening right now for a reason. It's to stop people from talking and possibly stopping it. 
I think if if the general population knows about it and they're informed and they have discernment and they can do what we do, I don't think these things could possibly ever come into fruition. But the control mechanisms that are in place and these bills and acts that are getting pushed through, they're just bringing it about. See, I think they would just pivot. I think it would come to fruition. Uh, I think it would just pivot. They would just pivot to... Um... I mean, that's what the Great Awakening, you're going to see the old world order fall away. Okay. So then that, that, and a lot of that is the Zionist uh, world order uh, that we currently see in fashion. Uh, in the United States, it'd be like the Federal Reserve. Like all of this is going to be laid bare. And what we see is going to disappear, uh, which will lead to the Antichrist getting power. Um, and in doing so, um, the old, the new world order will be set up and it'll be, you know, we got the bad guys. It's all, it's all good. Don't worry. You know? And, and so the, the, the new world order, in my opinion, will be spearheaded by this BRICS nations, gold backed, maybe digital, maybe not commodities backed currency with some sort of social credit score, uh, which you won't be able to buy or sell, which is the mark of the beast for total revelation. Um, so it'll be, it'll be that, and so I, you know, if 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 the world became, if people became knowledgeable of it, and people turned to God, maybe it would be slowed down. But this is eventually going to happen. There's no stopping it. And what solidified me on that was because, and I mean, I used to believe that the, the people could turn this around. We could, we we there's a mass awakening. We could we could stop this. We could throw a wrench in it if enough people knew. The problem with that is, at least in my opinion, if you read Alice Bailey, if you read read, read uh, Blavatsky, if you read, read Pike, if you re- even read modern day theosophists like Barbara Marx Hubbard, for example, they say the same thing. Alice Bailey sounds like your modern day truth or David Icke channeled Rikorsky, which Alice Bailey channeled Rikorsky. It's all the same stuff. So this great awakening that they're calling for that's going to happen, which is when the world finally sees the sins of the old world order to bear, you're going to have that. So just be aware of when this is happening and the transitions taking place. You know, if I if if what the events of Revelation in the Bible are true, which I believe they are, it's it's going to look like the good guys are winning. But it's anything but. And so they've been telegraphing this for a long time. I mean, I'm not just in the Bible, but I mean the 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 uh, theosophists in modern times. Um, they say this is a good thing. And in conspiracy culture, they've said it's a good thing too. You have Alex Jones beating his chest. Uh, David Icke beating his chest. I, I I don't think ultimately. I mean, ultimately, in the Bible, when when God's judgment comes against the old world order and the harlot is destroyed, we are supposed to rejoice. And I will rejoice when the Zionist world order, when Jerusalem as the harlot is destroyed, and you know the crimes of the old world order are laid bare to the world. But I'm not supposed to rejoice for the system that picks up from the ashes, which is the beast, because the beast devours the harlot. And so that's the difference is I'm going to be like, "Mm, nope, I don't want to ally with this either. Um, And a lot of people, because it is the grand illusion, and I mean a lot of people, 
the Great Rebellion will ally with the Beast, and they will ally with the New World Order. And they will be promised – I mean, if if this does line up, the Great Awakening motif is with this, Drew. All the promises of the med bed, all the stuff, it's crazy. I used to ridicule, and I still do ridicule the QAnon operation and what they've discussed about it, right? But if the Great Awakening stuff is true, and they prime conspiracy culture with, if it is the beast system, all those promises that they have made, whether it's med beds, healing, money for you to do whatever your heart desires with, if you take the mark, all of that will come to fruition. All of that will. And people will think that these people are heroes. Now, I don't know who that'll be. I don't know who will be sacrificed, who won't. I think Donald Trump might be the Antichrist, but I'm not I'm not saying thus saith the Lord. I'm 100% sure on that. Okay. Who's going to be the, 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 the Ten Kings? I don't know. But I do believe that we are living in the end times. And if that's the case and it's coming up, then things are going to be very interesting in the next two decades. And we're going to see, and you can see it. The destabilization of institutions is happening at an alarming rate, at least here in the United States. I don't know how it is in Australia, but through the plant, the pandemic accelerated everything by, by the, sh- the other shoe dropped with the pandemic, right? Like I've never, I mean, I mean, you and I aren't like, boomers okay but like i ask you know boomers and i ask what's left of the greatest generation i asked him have you ever seen anything like this before like you know you asked i used to ask my grandpa um you know before covid during trump he died shortly before covid happened but some of the you know elderly people that i still know they're the greatest generation that lived during world war ii i asked them i go did, did you remember did you remember seeing anything like like, is it worse now than it was? But like, you know, and they they say, yeah, they like, would well, they never seen anything like this before, you know? So, if that happens, and acceleration is truly really happening, at, you know, at a grand scale, then, you know, I don't see. I'll say this. I guess I'll say this in closing. If God doesn't exist, and this and this whole thing is an elitist for show, it's all been controlled. It's all you know. The Bible is 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 fables and fantasy and is written by the elites to control man. Your only hope's in Jesus Christ and hopefully he's real, which I believe he is. And he's the son of God and God, because if they're that powerful where they're able to control the events of revelation, that are about to take place. There is no other chance. There is no chance uh, because they control every facet of existence and complete lockstep. Um, I don't see any way out of it at that point. Um, and the only people that say that man will be able to do it primarily that have large voices within the alternative community and even uh, modern day Mockingbird media is Tucker Carlson, Russell Brand, David Icke, Alex Jones, um, probably General Michael Flynn. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, when these people sound exactly like Alice Bailey and Barbara Mars Hubbard and Blavatsky and Pike and Manly P. Hall and Aleister Crowley and, you know, insert theosophist or Satanist or insert new ager here, you know, and they sound exactly like the elite. And Barbara Marks Hubbard was a member of the elite. I mean, her family financed the Bush family. That's how powerful they were. And she's literally saying these things. Then I will believe the Bible is the objective truth. This is one of the biggest polemics that took me out of the new age compared to what they're saying. 
So hopefully that makes sense. My little ramble. I'm sorry for rambling, okay. but it's just something I've been seeing and it's, it's, it's stressful, brother. It's, 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 it, it is. And I think that the, for the listeners who aren't followers of Christ like ourselves, they need to realize that they may not believe in Christ, but the people that are pulling the strings and operating things behind the shadowy figures that are behind closed doors, making the decisions in our word, they believe in the antichrist. They believe mm-hmm. in the end times and they are actively trying to bring it about. They want to put in control structures so they can prevent the return of Jesus and usher in the antichrist. So whether you don't believe in Christ or not, they have a belief in it and that's horrifying in itself because they're trying to make the antichrist happen and bring that about. Yeah. And I don't believe that we're going to die by nuclear annihilation for anything that's been put in Hollywood, you know, that most people are afraid of like the day after tomorrow, Albert Gore climate change or complete nuclear annihilation. They're trying to even push now with minutes to midnight in, in world war three with Russia. You know what I mean? And so I believe the, the, the world ends the way the Bible foretold. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but I believe it to be true. And there's more comfort in that because I'm not stressing for day to day thinking that, you know, uh, the White Hats are in control and I'm, we're all going to win and it's going to happen any day now and I'm fooled by that delusion. Or, um, you know, uh, we all die in nuclear holocaust. And some people would say that I'm fooled by believing in Jesus Christ as my Savior and God. And, you know, I, I don't believe that to be true. We'll see. We'll definitely see if the events – I mean, for the events of the magnitude of Revelation to turn out, like most of the water turning to blood, for example, and stuff like that, if the elites have the power to do that – there is no coming back from this. Let's be real here. If literally meteorites, and I understand I don't believe fully in the complete vastness of space, for example, that it's as vast and as large as the elite claim it to be. But, you know, meteorites and stars falling from the sky, quote unquote, in mass numbers, like if they're able to do these things, what, you know, like, for example, if the AI is able to reach hard sentence that we have the I have no mouth and I must scream or Terminator future you know, what are you going to be? What are you and I going to be? Able, we can't do anything, you know, so there's only no hope in God. And, you know, and, and it's comforting, you know, and some people can say that that's sad for me to have that belief, but it is what it is, uh, you know, Drew. And, and, and uh, you know, I don't I don't know if we could get if there's enough repentance and mass coming to God to have one more turnaround, you know, the, the, but eventually I think. I think this is it. I don't think there's another go at it, uh, you know, and, and, you know, and I guess in closing, you mentioned the fourth turning and the turning theory. I mean, as much as I despise Alexander Dugan of uh, fourth political theory, you know, he literally blamed the issues with Western society and the fall of Western society of white teenagers in their parents' basements. Like he literally said that the reason why Pizzagate happens in elite pedophilia is because the white kids that masturbate and they play video games in their parents' basements aren't doing enough to fix societal problems. Dugan hates white people and he hates Christians. Okay, the man is a Crowleyist, elitist Satanist. All right. And so, you know, it's tough, man. It's, it's, you know, it's, I, I, for Jesus to come back, I'm awaiting with bated breath. Don't, you know, don't get me wrong by saying this, but at the same time, the flesh in me is like, you know, oh, I'm going to go through persecution and things are going to be, I mean, again, it's going to be so dark on the world that men's hearts will grow completely cold, right? 
So it's going to be worse than it's ever been in recorded history. The things are going to happen, and you know, a man's wicked heart and the and Satan's full leash on the earth and God's judgment. Uh, you know, it's going to be something to behold. And if the elite have that power and they wrote the Bible and it's not real, then there's literally nothing you and I or anybody listening can do to stop them. At least, you know, that's why my trust is in God and my hope is in him alone and no one else, because I don't see any way out of it otherwise. Uh, you know, some people say this defeatist attitude, but it depends or either have all this advanced technology that most conspiracists think that they do. That's like 90 years in the future or they don't, you know, and I don't think they do. I think it's probably 10 or 20 at max, but you know, you can't have all, again, hold two positions in your head, right? They can't have like most conspiracists or new age. They think the elite have, you know, 80 or 90 years in the, in the future technology, right? You know, space-based weapons or aliens, blah, 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 blah. But yet somehow that they believe that they would be able to overthrow the elite and a mass awakening like i don't to me drew neither one of those equate now i used to hold that i used to hold those beliefs i used to believe that was going to happen you know but now looking at it from a logical rational side you know i'm like uh that's impossible so but i I, maybe i'm wrong but i just don't think that i am you know does that make sense it does yeah it's a um i think everyone kind of gets to this point at some point in their journey as a researcher or air quotes conspiracy theorist you do it's you feel become helpless at times and you feel like there that maybe there isn't an answer but you know at the end of the day all you can do is look out for yourself look out for your loved ones love the people around you hope for the best and if you are someone who follows christ have faith in jesus and yeah you know in the end it's going to be okay for us if you have a belief in in christ or if you are looking out for your loved ones and living life to your full potential maybe that's 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 it for you and that's that's fine um yeah, let's try and leave on a high note. That's positive thoughts out there and do your best for yourself and your family. Um, use your discernment. Look out for those around you. Think community-based mm-hmm. and try your best. That's all you can do. If the unsurmountable odds are against us, try your best. That's all you can do. All right, John, thanks for this wonderful conversation. Uh, where can the Thank reachers you. find your fantastic work? Yeah, you can find me. We've read the documents on Odyssey. I was banned off of YouTube, had no strikes. Uh, I got some strikes along the way, but at the time I had no strikes. But they asked my channel for threats of violence. I'm a nonviolent Christian, but threats of violence. So I guess I don't know where those came from, but uh, whatever. Uh, so they took me off of YouTube, as many people have been taking off of YouTube. Uh, you know, uh, you can find me, Weave underscore Red, on Twitter. You can find me on um, Substack where I'm releasing my Finders book on the the Finders operation. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to work more of them in the summer and get it done. Uh, hopefully, uh, if you're interested in the Finders operation or you've ever heard about it, um, you know I'm. Uh, you know, uh, it's been exhausting years, years and years research and brought forth new information on that case of CIA uh, trafficking and, and co-option of the counterculture. Uh, through Marion Petty and the Finders, so that's definitely uh, you know some interesting stuff if you've ever heard of the the case. Um, but that's where you guys can uh, find me if you want to hear my ramblings. And thank you for having me on, uh, Drew. You're missing the point. It's been an excellent conversation, brother. Thank you very much for everything. Thanks for taking the time, and everyone. I hope you've enjoyed this one. Go out, check out his fantastic work. It's absolutely going to change your life, and you're going to enjoy it just as much as I did. All right, everyone. Catch you next time. Oh, 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 oh,
Hey everybody, it's closing time. You don't gotta go home, but you can't stay here.